Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio, where the past and the future meet the present for a fun mix of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hosted by filmmaker and DJ Roy Turner. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. Hope everybody's having a, a great summer. I know people tend to, to you know, view the summer uh, timeline between your parents, like we are, um, for the school years. You know, but whenever I was a kid, you did not go to school in June, July, or August. You went, you were out uh, before Memorial Day, and you didn't go back until after Labor Day. And if you, if you go by the solstice, it doesn't actually start till uh, June twentieth, and I think it ends on September twenty-first. So today's August twenty-fourth. Uh, so hey, we still have a, a t- like a month left. So hey, let's party, man. So what we're going to be talking about today, man, is I just got back. I should say we. Just returned last night from the Lady Gaga Chromatic Ball uh, tour that hit Arlington, Texas, up the road here from us last night. And man, what a what an insane affair that was! Uh, good times um, seeing her again. It's been a long time, but so anyway, if you are familiar, of course, with the show, of course, you uh, our last episode, of course, you heard our summer uh, concert roundup where we covered everything. It's been a Great summer for us, and we covered everything from Limp Biscuit out in California to uh, and Jack White out there to uh, New Kids on the Block to Debbie Gibson, all types of great stuff. So it's been a great summer. So, but we're gonna, but, but this is such a, a big specific tour. Uh, just in the last four days, we have been to a lot of great stuff. We're gonna be talking about I, uh, I'm sorry, I Heart. Uh, we're gonna be talking about I, what is it? It's not I Love the 90s, it's I'm sorry. We're going to be talking about Lost 80s Live uh, that we saw on Saturday. It's always a really, really fun tour uh, featuring, uh, of course, just like how it says it. It's, let's see, Wang Chung and A Flock of Seagulls and uh, Missing Persons. It was a great, great time. And then uh, two back-to-back huge nights at Globe Life Field in Arlington where our beloved Texas Rangers uh, play. And it was just a one-two punch, man. On on Monday, it was uh, the the return of the mighty Motley Crew. As you know, we are massive, massive fans, along with Def Leppard, Joan Jett, Poison, uh, and also a band that's not on the bill for some reason. It's not listed. They they play uh, this really great fun band called Classless Act. Make sure you check those guys out. Um, <clears throat> but we're gonna be talking a lot more about that one on our sister program, which is called This Is Metal. And we'll be talking all about uh, <clears throat> the big stadium tour 2022 featuring the return of, of Motley. And and my God, what a great night that was. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. Make sure you're subscribing to that one. Again, it's called This Is Metal. Uh, type in Tricky Kid Media and uh, you on wherever you get your podcast and you'll be able to hear that in full. 
uh, along with lots and lots of great artists. If you're interested in metal, we've had every member of Anthrax and Twisted Sister and all kinds of great fun over there. So make sure you're tuning into that. It even has its own Twitter feed over there. It's, uh, it's under uh, This Is Metal number two. Um, I think it's This Is Metal and the number is two. I uh, hope you're following along with me on on Instagram. I'm under tr- DJ Tricky Kid. And my alter ego, DJ Tricky Kid, will be coming to uh, Dave and Buster's here in Dallas, Texas on September the 9th uh, for the last big party of twenty of summer 2022. And the very next night, I will be calling the action ringside for Texas-style wrestling in Irvine, Texas at the Southern Junction. Uh, and even and online on September the 4th, uh, speaking of free wrestling fans out there, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to be doing a live watch-along for what I consider to be the greatest WWE Royal Rumble of all time for the 92 Royal Rumble with wrestling fans are familiar with a guy named Rick Ackberger, better known as WWE Sign Guy. So he'll be here. And we're, you guys can, can watch along. We're all going to hit play at the same time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll be giving away tons of tickets uh, to the Texas Style Wrestling event on September the 10th. So make sure you're tuning in for that. All right. Well, hey, let's get into it. So we uh, journeyed out to Arlington. Our office and studio here is based in Frisco, Texas, which is north of Dallas. And on a very kind of crazy uh, weather day, we have it's been so much heat. We've only had some 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 rain actually, and and thankfully the show was indoors at the uh, Globe Life Field. Uh, Big complex there in Arlington, of course. You have AT&T Stadium. The next door to that, you have where the Rangers currently play, which is Globe Life Field. And next door to that is where the Rangers used to play, uh, and that being uh, Globe Life Park. It's been called so many things over the years. But they didn't. But usually they, they tear the old stadium down, and, and but this one they they built a new one, but kept the old one for their, for future events. But also this is the heart of where Six Flags and when Wet or Hurricane Harbor, whatever it is, it's just a big entertainment complex. So anyway, so we get there, and that's what I like about this stuff here. I, I take you in. I mean, you can go online and read a review. I mean, I want to take you. I want to take you inside. That's that's the appeal. That's what our our listeners. Uh, look forward to and expect and appreciate, and so I'm here to deliver. All right, <clears throat> so a couple of things you should know. The Chromatica Ball, uh, of course, is in support of Lady Gaga's uh, 2020 album Chromatica that she was, of course, unable to, to tour in support of due to, the course, the pandemic for the last couple of years, and so she's finally able to get out and put on out this huge production, and it was really her first time uh, back to Texas in about five years, uh, of course, on a on a global scale, she of course uh, did the the um, Super Bowl halftime show uh, in 2017. Hit uh, Texas uh, in a few places um, that same year in support of her then album, uh, more of a stripped down affair called Joanne. Uh, and she did uh, Houston, Austin, of course, here in Dallas. Uh, to close out 2017. So it's been almost five years since she's been here. I personally uh, have not seen her uh, in concert since uh, the Art Pop Ball. All, all of her tours are normally, except for the Joanne Tour, are normally called like a ball, like the, the Monster Ball and the Art Pop Ball, now the Chromatica Ball. <clears throat> the time in the summer of 2014, I can't believe that was eight long years ago, was a very special affair. 
uh, for me because it was at the beginning of, of her Born This Way Foundation. If you're familiar with her, of course, you might be familiar with her album Born This Way. Um, I am not a member of the LGBT community, but I am an ally. Uh, and speaking of which, I know long you guys have been asking me about it, but yes, we are uh, currently uh, directing and producing a documentary about Doug Pennick from King's X, who is a uh, proud member of the LGBT community. He's a gay, black, metal, rockin', southern, formerly Christian. It's a, it's a big story, and I hope you guys will will enjoy it. We hope to have that out for you at the uh, about spring of 2023 is what we're looking at now. And of course, we just returned from New York where uh, we filmed uh, a segment with Paul Schaefer, formerly, of course, of the Dave Letterman Show and uh, lots of great surprises. I'm excited for you guys to see when we get to finally release this and we can all see it together. Uh, anyway, uh, but I've always been a long supporter, and obviously my work speaks for itself here, of course, with, with Doug. And um, But even long before that, uh, when the Born This Way Foundation became uh, started to celebrate uh, LGBT pride and things like that, and it's, it speaks for itself, you know, you know, obviously gay people were, were born this way, and, and, and anything besides is absurd. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate that I live in a state where... Uh, that doesn't seem to be uh, as elementary to to uh, the majority, uh, and I hope that that'll change soon. And she also said something during the concert where she addressed that as well because she mentioned our our Purple Heart, and she wasn't talking about Prince, who I hope you guys are listening to our Prince show, of course called Prince the Encore. Just type in Tricky Kid Media and Prince the Encore, and it should come right on up. And you guys should be checking that out. Lots of great Prince stuff if you're if you're interested in Prince. Um, but what she's referring to is the division of red and blue, and with hope that it will soon be all blue. And I'm, I'm right there with her on that. But anyway, but back in 2014, uh, she started this Born This Way Foundation, and I did some work with them. And I uh, actually went on the road for a few days. And, uh, and you know, I had met her before I moved to New York in 2006 and was there to 2013. Uh, before her career really took off she was just i was i, I was a, a dj there in the city and had a residency in a place called lit on thursdays and sundays and i would see her but she of course she wasn't lady gaga at the time she was just you know uh, stephanie and, and i didn't really know her but i would you know she was somebody like when you go when you frequent a scene there are people in that scene that you see a lot and either you know them or but you definitely recognize them and then i remember a few years went by and uh, Perez Hilton was throwing a, a party in New York during, I think it was during CMJ time in the fall. And uh, we went and, uh, and I'm trying to think of all, like Sharon Jones played and, and a bunch of other different people. And then the headliner was this person called Lady Gaga. I never heard the name, didn't know what it was, and was about to leave. And this isn't a club in New York, right? Think about that. And it's just, it was cool, but it just, it wasn't, she didn't quite have found her voice yet, you know? It was very Madonna or inspired or very much a, the thing at the time, you know, long blonde hair, choreographed, you know, dancers by your side, very theater. And I was with a friend of mine and he was like, hey, you know that is, don't you? And I was like, no. He goes, remember that girl, Stephanie, that we used to always see that was always like, you know, very active and aggressive about getting djs to listen to her mixtapes i was like yeah man and and i'm I, suddenly i wanted to you know search my apartment to find because i thought maybe at one point she'd given me one i'm, I'm not sure but if it's if it's in this house somewhere i might be able to 
pay off pay off this house one day with it if I find it. So anyway, okay. So anyway, uh, so that brings us to current day. That now it was time for the Chromatica Ball uh, to unfold, and you know it's a it's a with well, a stadium tour, and I believe this is actually her first stadium tour. You know, it takes, you know, there's no back-to-back shows unless you're in the same city. It's to, to get that up and running, it's like a show every three or four days. And it hit a couple places in Europe, a couple places in, in Japan. And then, thankfully, uh, Dallas, in this case Arlington, Texas, uh, scored a date. And I think it's the only uh, Texas uh, date uh, on this tour. So, anyway, uh, so, anyway, so we get uh, down to our seats. And what's so, um, see if I, if I talk here, I'm trying to, Francesca, does that, that sounds so much better right here, doesn't it? Like I'm, o- I'm over here and it sounds okay, but here I like it a lot better. Let, let me move the, the pad over here. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Francesca. Uh, shout out to our producer, Francesca, who also set this whole thing up uh, because I, again, have been out of town uh, filming the, the, the documentary. And uh, unfortunately, we had a family emergency um, also to contend with. So uh, anyway, so all right. My wife doesn't normally go to concerts. She's a classically trained uh, musician who doesn't like loud and bombast. But since this was, you know, a a, a high profile ticket and we thought, hey, it could be a good time. So we go get our tickets. Get down to our seats, very generously placed right there up front. I'm very grateful for that. And it was just crazy because, again, I was just there the night before. It was like, for Motley, it was like I never left. And uh, it says the show starts promptly at 8.30. And, man, we, you know, it's it's just big shows are kind of stressful. I mean, we even ended up just um, taking, you know, having a friend of ours who lives nearby kind of drive us in, be our personal Uber driver for the evening. And but by the time you get your tickets, you get inside, you use the bathroom, then you have to, to like take this long trip down the stairs, down to the field, and then get to the you know, it's quite quite a journey. And we get to our seats, and what's pretty cool is that on the seats were these wristbands that say Lady Gaga uh, Chromatica Ball. Now we have pictures of this on our website at trickykid.com. Uh, it also has like a little light up thing that was activated somehow remotely, so it would create this effect that when you're you know fist pumping or jumping up and down this with your you know this thing on your wrist will all light up. And this show was sold out, man. I think something like like something crazy like fifty thousand tickets. Uh, all I mean like at Motley was very very packed, of course, but I was in the comp section there, and there was. Nobody three seats to either side of me. This one that was asses and elbows, man. Let me tell you. Well, anyway, uh, so it's at eight thirty. No opening act. An evening with Lady Gaga. And we got to our seats about eight twenty. My poor wife had to piss her about to piss her pants. And uh, we went to this. They have like a little like special bar for people that are on the field and in a bathroom and. Bathroom, the guy even said, yeah, bathroom waits about 20 minutes. There's like three stalls and, and you know. Uh, <clears throat> and this is a place where people tend to use, like, you know, the, the metal guys from the night before would have pissed in the sink. Where this is, you know, a largely female uh, and also, again, uh, 
I hope this doesn't come off as anything other than than an absolute celebration and, and, and an ally, not as a some sort of uh, besmirchment. But I refer to it as Gay Christmas because it was like a gay pride parade, New Year's Eve, Christmas, Thanksgiving. It was just this explosion of of community and celebration on the largest scale it almost just kind of seemed like and i felt that way too and back in 2014 it was almost like if you're a member of lgbt this is like you have to be here like you you're fucking up if you aren't here you know and you'll hear about it you have to turn in turn in your gay card if you don't but i uh i tell you that because to explain also the long line to the bathroom okay and I'm and I love it that there's no bathroom issue like in the Carolinas or something, you know. Like, anyway, um, all are welcome, and I and I, I'm, I'm glad to, to have seen that. Okay, so but I tell you all that because I made my poor girl sit there and wait because I didn't want her to miss the beginning. Speaking of wrestling, I did this funny thing that whenever we watch pay per views, I was like, okay, listen, I know you're not interested, but you have to watch the very beginning when the fireworks go off, and then you can go do whatever you want. Well, so I was like, I don't want you to miss the fireworks, figuratively and literally. And, but then 8.30 becomes 8.45. Okay, typically, you know, any big show like that has to run on time. The stadium toured the night before with Motley. They told you the set times and every band was on and off at that exact time. Now, maybe because she didn't have the pressure of any sort of backlining and opening acts and things like that. And it's still, I, 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 asked around i sent emails um asking well actually again francesca uh asking for for a comment and quote of why this happened because 8 45 became nine and then that's that's a half an hour that's a long time uh to the point where i was almost getting concerned that she wasn't actually coming out like there's, there's something that happened or some sort of cancellation and so i said well just go ahead and go pee just you know don't worry about it and she goes to the bathroom she comes back and it's like now it's like 9.15. And it's now it's 9.30. We're talking an hour now. People in the stadium are now doing the wave out of either boredom or thinking that, you know, if we make enough noise, we could maybe hurry this up enough. And you could just feel how palpable the anticipation and the excitement was uh, for this show to happen. But the problem was, and again, like I said, not only had I just seen, golly, the show the night before started at like 3.45 and I, and I left there at whatever, midnight. Uh, so I was already a little, a little worn out. But, and I know Motley's music, like the back of my hand. I got to be honest, I could probably tell you maybe five or six Lady Gaga songs, but still very excited and interested. Uh, but... To make me wait in over an hour, and then around 9.45, 9.50, you could feel this almost panic in the air, this kind of unsettling, um, uh, just kind of uneasiness. And then out of nowhere, the light they kill the lights. And so here we go. All right. Fears uh, quieted the party the chromatica ball is about to begin but i'd be the first to tell you that by the time she came out i was already kind of done my you know i told the babysitter you know we'd be picking them up the kids up at 11 
it's almost 10 and she hasn't even gone on yet. And I'm also somebody that never looks at the set list before the show, even if I don't know much of her music. I just, I don't want, and I had to because of this, of this massive delay. They think, well, God, how long are we in for? And also as a responsible parent. And I see that it's like, it's like an almost three hour show and she's going on at, at almost 10 o'clock at night. I was like, isn't there a fucking curfew here in the city of Arlington? And, uh, so, but here's what's even more, was more a little aggravating about it was that so finally like, like the lights go out. But then one section of the light stays on. Then there's this long uh, film uh, that kind of like you know introduces the concept of chromatica and whatever 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 that concept is. I it was not obvious and and certainly not something I could have landed on on my own just by the imagery that was shared. And so it's, and then it went on forever. And then of course, you know, the dancers come out and all this stuff and it's like 10 o'clock now, man. And finally there's this, what appears to be her and she's encased in this kind of almost like a mannequin dress thing. And it's remote. It's like it's not on like the main stage where the dancers are right there where the people are. It's like imagine like like a very tall drum riser in the back. And it was just so strange that she started the show with one, two, three punches of probably her biggest hits. Bad Romance, Just Dance, and Poker Face. But here's what was so strange was it was so uneasy that she's trapped purposely of course as part of the show part of the gig in this weird mannequin thing where just her arms were kind of free and she's like laying almost on her back and her neck is tilted this is a song that you know that that ga ga blah 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 da da you know the whole place is been waiting an hour and a half they're thinking that this is gonna be the probably the encore you don't go expect people to go from sitting there going is this gonna happen or not to instantly expecting them to be jumping up and down and doing that song, unless you're down there fist pumping and jumping up and down with them, right? Why did you do this? Why are you encased in this thing where you can barely move? Don't, and shouting, Texas, raise your, you know, get your fucking hands in the air. Well, get your fucking hands in the air. Don't tell me to put my hands in the air if you can't do the same. Now I've heard stories about. I even saw that the the, uh, the documentary, the five foot two documentary, about how she's had some, you know, um, physical issues and things. And maybe this explains it. Maybe that she has to perform this way. But what you could tell that was palpable that people were expecting was okay. By the time we get to the chorus of bad romance, she's gonna bust out of this weird dress thing and the party's really gonna fucking start and oh my God. And they were waiting on it and kind of conserving their energy for it. And it never came. She stayed inside this little fucking dress thing for the whole song and even did it during like like almost the first three songs. Cause I was gonna go get us drinks and I was like, I'm not going until her feet touch the stage. And that was the first three songs. And then now what they call Act One. I guess that, I don't know why that wasn't called Act One. Uh, they show um, this thing called uh, The Operation. 
like a video interlude and it had elements of like Babylon, Enigma and uh and Chromatica and all this kind of stuff. And so then she does this song called Alice where this sound she makes the I guess the transition from being at the top of the back of the stage to now coming down, but now she was still now trapped to a board. And I'm thinking <laughs> And did the whole song that way. And then, oh my God, if you can believe it, that then she does this thing called uh uh called replay, where this guy like didn't like freeze her from the board, but then he's carrying her in her arms. And I kept joking to my wife, I said, I go, her feet are have still not touched the fucking ground. Like, what it? What the fuck is this, man? It's crazy. Um, and then by the time we get to the song Monster, which completes Act One, she's finally down on the floor and she's dancing along. And I filmed a little short video that was on our social media uh, stuff today that I hope that you're uh, following along with. And... Uh, Again, DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Uh, my uh, Tricky Kid, uh, let's see here. I'm sorry, Tricky Kid number two on Twitter. I'm personally there on Roy Turner and II, like for like the number two, because my name is officially Roy Turner the second. Uh, and again, and I mentioned uh, several other shows, of course, Prince of the Encore, and uh, This Is Metal, and, and a few others that we do. Okay, so that concludes Act One. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm free to go get uh, some drinks. So, anyway, what we're gonna do is uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna play um, I'm gonna play uh, a single from Chromatica. The first one was "Stupid Love," as early back as February 2020, two and a half years ago. And uh, "Rain on Me" followed in May. 911 followed that September. And then all the way to April um, of 2021 as uh, Free Woman. And that's the most recent single. And that's what I'm going to play for you now. And we'll be right back with more of Tr Tricky Kid Radio and the Chromatica Ball uh, with Lady Gaga. And we'll be right back. Yeah. 
my friend Roy. He is talking all things pieces of me. This is Tiffany here. To always, always tune in to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. All right. So you just heard uh, Free Woman from Chromatica, the latest release from Lady Gaga and the most recent single that was actually released a year and a half ago. So anyway, uh, but now we're back to the fun here. Um, so then, uh, after that, where I mentioned the song 911, which was the third single, she performed that one along uh, with Sour Candy, uh, Telephone, um, and let's see here, and and Love Game. It was pretty cool about Love Game is it had elements of uh, nothing but a G thing in it and a few other, you know, of course, from, from Snoop Dogg and all that. Uh, and then, of course, like a lot of big acts that are kind of doing this now, she had what was called a B stage and I actually thought this might be where she was actually going to start the show was in the middle of the stadium is this giant monolithic looking like gray dystopian box and but she I thought she was going to pop out of that sucker but what she but she made the transition through the through this little um hallway you know where the crowd could see and she could kind of touch and be kind of close as you're going to get to her and she enters the box and then the dancers emerge and then finally she does now this is what i was kept referring to as like her piano moment i'm sorry her her elton john moment because now she's at the piano and she's doing like these you know you know just kind of like you know piano stripped down medley version instead of like you know i'm going to do this one song for four minutes with full production with full choreography i'm going to sit down and i'm going to do just a few minutes of just me on piano and getting to kind of talk in between and you could tell like this was this is her elton john moment like this is what you know and also it, again it takes it, the, the, you know the stress off of having to perform at such a high level given some of the injuries that she's had in the past um and so this consisted of uh, again, this this video interlude called "The Birth of Freedom," and it had elements of Alice and Chromatica Three and and um, and Sign from Above. So she does Babylon, uh, Free Woman, and then which you just heard, and uh, and then of course her signature song, "Born This Way." As I mentioned at the top of the of the, of the show, that she of course addressed. Uh, that she wanted to celebrate the, you know, the, the pride in the name of love. And um, God, that's like, that's like, isn't that an, an exact title of a U2 song? This one, of course, about Martin Luther King. 
Uh, but this is where she gave her sentiment about the Purple Heart turning blue. Now, the the part, though, uh, that kind of really got to me was, I, I, I don't know why this was separated in Acts. Because if that was the end of Act 3, or this was now Act 3, and that ended, the beginning of Act 4 should have taken place, you know, at a, at a you know, a different thing, like a transition. And it didn't. She was still on the stage doing the whole piano thing. Uh, this time introduced by a video interlude called Tamara uh, that had elements of Venus and things like that. Um, so she, she kicks it off with uh, with Shallow, the track that she does with Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Um, always remember this us this way. She told and she told stories in between that were very that were uh, enlightening and cool and designed to inspire and to be you know real and at times almost uncomfortable. And that really culminated with um, <clears throat> with the edge of glory. In, into this story that she told about her, her friend Sonia uh, that unfortunately passed away of cancer about five years ago. And you could, she could tell she was visibly um, shaken up by this. Um, my wife is cynical and was contemplating if this was an, an act. And I was just saying, you know, I don't think so. I, I, I've seen her do this before. And, and she was talking about her friend Sonia, who was from Texas. And... Uh, and I've been thinking about that story all day. It really touched me and moved me and unsettled me. And she even made the point that if you're uncomfortable with some of these, you know, challenging conversations and you were the person that needs to hear it. And I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, she did Angel Down uh, for the first time since 2018. So that was kind of a neat treat. Instead of just following the typical script for each city, she's kind of inserting a little bit something special at, at this spot of the show. Uh, and then, um, then Fun Tonight and Enigma brought the full band back out, and she's now back on uh, the main stage. And that's kind of how the main show ended. Uh, but I will say this again. The negative part is, not only did you make us wait an hour and a half, some concerts only last an hour and a half, and I was already done and, and, and barely cared to begin with, if we're being honest. Um and now you then you did the first songs that people know while trapped in a dress then you came out and did this piano thing for literally my gosh one two three four five six seven eight for like nine songs like here's nine songs off my new album that you haven't heard and i'm gonna do it in a kind of a bummer like style and on piano only I, I, I don't know man I, I I can't imagine why she felt I guess she can do whatever she wants because she has such a, such a, 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 a rabid following of loyal people and I think her you know you have the deadheads I think hers are called like the the, the, the little monsters or, or something like that I just happened to be wearing uh, a um, fucking was it Harley Quinn uh, uh, t-shirt that said you know, Daddy's Little Monster. I, I did. I swear to you, it was coincident. So anyway, so then uh, the finale uh, begins, uh, and 
that has elements of Flaming June. Again, another video, lots of video packaging, which of course that explains it gives her the opportunity to escape for yet another, you know, costume change and things like that. Uh, but then she did uh, Stupid Love and Rain on Me. And then that's where the show should have ended. But instead, she returned for an encore. And the encore was that silly song she did for the Top Gun soundtrack called Hold My Hand. Uh, which, it didn't undo anything else. But it just, this was very weird. This was a very head-scratching and I know what those people must have paid to be there uh, and, and everything else. So I I say this, the Chromatica Ball on a scale from 1 to 10, expectation 10, anticipation 10. The shows that I saw in 2014 are some of the best I've ever seen in my life. And her reputation uh, deserves uh, that. And so expectation, once again, was on 12. What was delivered, I have to say, was a 5.5, maybe a 6 at best. So if this was on a 4-star uh, rating scale, this is going to get about 2 stars from us, unfortunately. So, But once again, grateful to have been there. And uh, and again, like I said, if you have a chance to check it out, the visually it's amazing. Uh, sonically, again, it's not music, it's theater. I mean, I'm not saying that she doesn't play music. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you're there for that. You're not there to hear the high notes and the the execution of the guitar. You're there to see the theater. You're there to celebrate a specific type of pride and just kind of a bit of a liberating sense of... And you know what? I told my wife this too. She makes people feel good and believe and give them hope. And that's, that's, all, that's all rock and roll is, man. That's what you need right there. So... Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about a show that we saw on Saturday. Again, the Lost 80s Live. And we'll be right back with more of Tricky Kid Radio. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2, type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook, and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid. All right, all right, all right. So we just wrapped up the Lady Gaga Chromatica Ball. But let me tell you this. Just a few days before, the, sh the Chromatica Ball was on Tuesday. And that was last night. But on Saturday night, I went uh, to whatever they're calling that theater in Grand Prairie. They, they, they changed their sponsors so often that it's just like it's like it's like the starplex in dallas i, I always call it starplex no matter what it's called because you know I, i'm not gonna 
go to a place 50 times and then call it something else every year. Anyway, <clears throat> so we went, we went there. I think it's called the Texas TCU Trust Theater, whatever the fuck. And now listen, I know the Lost 80s Live, and here's what here's why I'm mentioning it this on this show, because that tour and that show is supposed to be, or is designed in a sense to be a piece of shit. Because when you say Lost 80s, it's not like, you know, 80s like, you know, Phil Collin and Madonna and, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, whatever. I mean, obviously, you know, people that are, that are still alive, but... But it means lost 80s, meaning like people that you forgot that are still doing this and still alive. And it's whoever is willing to do It's like the Dancing of the Stars, like people that have no other gig and option who cannot tour successfully on their own with the one hit. It could be called the one hit wonder fest. You know, Stacey Q isn't playing anywhere doing two of hearts, you know. Uh, Annabella Wynn, you know, is, is probably doing cruise ships, doing I Want Candy, things like that. Missing Persons could probably could pull off a tour. Wing Chung maybe as well. I love them so much. Uh, I saw Flock of Seagulls a few years ago when, when the first time they did this, and live, it's just not there. So I would say they could attempt to do maybe like a club or theater tour. But the point is, is that you put them all together and people kind of go, well, I'm not going to go all the way out there just to see Flock of Seagulls or Wang Chung. But it's like, oh, wait, it's like a mixtape. Like I can fucking see Wang Chung, Flock of Seagulls, Naked Eyes, uh, English Beat, uh, you know, whoever, whoever they can. Because sometimes it's kind of like, oh, why are they there? It's like, well, that's who they could afford to get and was willing to do it, I, you know. And so anyway, so it's it's kind of a sad affair. A lot of people don't even have backline or even a live band. Like like Annabelle Lewin from Bow Wow Wow came out and performed like three songs to a dat tape. And oddly and then but it was designed also um, for me because I wanted uh, to celebrate a lot of fortieth anniversary stuff. And that's what I'm gonna so I'm not gonna talk too much about this part because I want you guys to tune in to our Growing Up 80s program. Uh, just type in Tricky Kid Media and Growing Up 80s anywhere you get your podcast. And because we have, of course, 1982. There is no better year in my fucking life or childhood than 1982. It seems like everything I've ever loved ever that I still love to this day that make up who I am all began that year. So I'm going to be talking way more over there. But I'm just going to tell you this for now, that the show started with Josie Cotton, 40th anniversary of Convertible Summer. Johnny, are you queer? And he could be the one. And Musical Youth doing Past the Duchy, another 40-year thing. I was looking forward to that. Missing Person celebrating 40 years. And uh, anyway, uh, but the thing I, really, that I wanted to tell you is that, you know, the comparison, the juxtaposition. Because you got Lady Gaga at the biggest tour of the year in the biggest venue in town in front of all these people and all this high profile shit then over here you have the most saddest most illegitimate just almost uncomfortable at times how fucking sad it is with lost 80s live and you you want to know what me and my wife on saturday night danced all night long we sang all night long. Maybe because we're old. Maybe it's us. Maybe if I, if I was, you know, 22 and I don't know. 
But I just can't help but think that these people wrote songs that understood music theory, so they write them like musicians. And I'm not saying that Lady Gaga isn't, but it's just that the music doesn't seem to reflect it, it as much, you know? And like songs like Dance Hall Days or even, you know, and, uh, you know, Destination Unknown by Missing Persons, these are great fucking songs, man. We danced all night, jumped up and down like we were watching the Beatles all night. At Chromatica Ball, I just wasn't feeling it, man. So it's always about perspective. You know, you think you're at the hot shit cool show, but it's it always matters, first of all, who you were with. Because I have gone to shows where the band sucked and I had the best time ever. And I've gone to shows where the band was kicking ass and, and I wasn't having a good time. Uh, so there, So there you have it. So anyway, regardless, I hope everybody's having a fantastic summer. Keep in mind, we have a month left to go. If you're thinking, oh, man... Oh, you know, I gotta pack up that bikini or or whatever, man. It's not even fucking a man. It's not even Labor Day. Uh, you know, we still got time. I, I miss the the old uh, Jerry Lewis telethon. That what always kind of told me school was starting soon was because we could stay up super late on that Friday on that um, Saturday night, night before, and then the Labor Day, uh, the Sunday uh, into Labor Day, I would, you know, to try to watch the Jerry Lewis telethon, a big hallmark and a stable of my memories with my family and, and as a young person, uh, probably around 1982, like I mentioned. So please make sure you're checking out that show and everything else that, uh, I've mentioned on the program today. Again, thank you again so much for joining me. Uh, again, I hope that you can come see me rock the house live September the 9th at Dave and Buster's here in Dallas, Texas off of North Central Expressway. Uh, I'm obsessed right now with YNT's Summertime Girls. I'm gonna try to show it uh, the video on the screens. There, it's gonna be the. I'm gonna give you a spoiler. It's the final song I'm gonna play of, of the evening, and then the next night, man, I'm gonna be doing Texas style wrestling, uh, color commentary, ringside, right there at the Southern Junction in Irving, Texas. Uh, so make sure you can join us for that. And again, and online September the fourth. Uh, watch along with uh, the 1992 Royal Rumble along with Rick, the uh, sign guy from WWE and lots more surprises and lots of giveaways to the TSW event on September the 10th. Once again, hope you're having a kick-ass summer. Again, don't don't pack up those towels and, and, and don't deflate the, uh, the, the pool in the backyard just yet. We got a month left to go and let's make the best of it. And I'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by The Buck Pets, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy, marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.